I was all excited because I figured like the thing that you and I were talking about at the beginning when we first connected with like the, the, we, we, we riffed on the weather and stuff for a while would be really cool to use as a cold open, but I hadn't actually started the recording yet. Well, that's because you're a fucking moron. You know, I, I forget that like, you know, back in the day when we were using Skype, the recording started automatically as soon as, as soon as we were connected. Now you connect and you can talk well, and make sure everything mute and unmute and you know it shows my complete inability to do simple functions at this moment. You know, so I, I don't know. The, the, the new way does have uh, some other advantages, namely it's easier for me to get no, no, it no, out. No, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 it also shows some of my fatal flaws. Look, can, can you hear the fan that I have going right now? Uh, let me turn up my volume. Yes, just barely. I mean, okay. I, I wouldn't have Do ever I noticed it. it you... No, no. I, I would. I would not have okay. noticed it if you had not uh, said it. That, that was my ceiling fan. That before was very noisy. I, 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 I went and I actually realized that I could do so. I, I, I thought that it was unfixable, and then I gave it some thought and I looked at the fan and I realized that I could do something, and tightened a whole bunch of screws on it and made all the noise that it made go away. Nice, nice, yeah. Like, uh, I, I, I couldn't hear it at all, and it would, yeah. Unless okay, I, no, turn, no. I, I, you know, when you mentioned it, I turned up my volume all the way and listened carefully, and I thought I could hear something, but I could have just been imagining it. Okay, all right. So, so okay. So it's it's so my 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 fix worked. Okay, good. All right, because that's much better than wasting, blasting the AC and wasting a lot more electrical. Okay, excellent. Right. Okay, so uh. Shall we start? Yeah, fire away. Fire away! Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Saturday, April 30th, 2020. It is just before 3... (laughs) It is just before 3 UTC as we're starting to record. It's 2.42, actually, if you want to get specific, uh, which is uh, Friday evening here in the U.S. where Yvonne and I are recording on the 29th. Later for Yvonne than me because of time zones and all that stuff. Um, But... We do not have on this week's agenda complaining about time zones. The actual agenda for today is our but first segment, a segment on the economy, and a segment on political stuff. And that'll be it. And I just realized I did not actually let Yvonne say hello. Hello, Yvonne. Hello. And I'm Sam Minter. Did I say that? I have no idea. I, 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 I think so. I don't remember. I, I get so what confused. Why remember? I don't remember anything anymore. I, I got all off track, and then everything that was word, confusing. You know, and yeah, whatever. it's yeah. like I mean, these clocks and these things, all these I, complicated I, yeah. devices. It's 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 so messy. Uh, yes. uh, okay, but anyway, let's do our. But first, uh, should I start or should you? Should you? Should I? Should can, I? Can, can, uh, ugh, God. Why don't you start? Don't I usually, don't I always barge in and blabble? You, you start blabble, about 80% blabble. of the time. Okay. Yeah. All right. So why okay, don't you so say something? I will start. And I, I, you know, I've got a bunch of movies and books and stuff, but I have something else I want to talk about because it's, it's causing me some heartache right now. 
Um, which is yeah. in August, my sister is getting married, which is good. I, I yeah, that's great. Uh, her wedding okay. is going to be where she now lives, which is in Toronto. Okay. Okay. Um, so I am of course planning to go to this wedding. Okay. Now I realized a little while ago, uh, that my passport was expired. Oh like, my God. Well, okay. yeah. Well. So. So it expired in like October or something like that. And so I need to renew it. Okay. I got to remember that I, I, uh, I, I renewed my passport right before the pandemic started. Right. Okay. Which means that my new passport has like almost eight years left on it or something. Yeah. But, but it's not that my passports historically have been very heavily stamped. Mm, so I right. have this, but, but this one's almost empty. over two years. Oh yeah. It's got almost no stamps at all. Yeah. And, and, and I'll say my, my wife who is going to accompany me as well to the wedding, um, hers expired much, much longer ago, like but, fif- but, 15 wait, plus uh, years ago. Okay. So they are still requiring to Canada that you, I mean, they, they are requiring a passport to go to Canada right as now. As far as I could tell, like, yes, like I, yeah, I tried to look they, it up the other day. Raised the requirement that you. Especially if you, I believe if you're flying that, yeah, you, you will need a passport. Right. So in any case, so both my wife and I need new passports. All now, right. I've been, you know, I, I recognized that there, you know, I'd heard some stories about how this process was taking longer than normal uh, because of pandemic stuff. And, and I, in my head, I was thinking it must be somewhat better by now. And I looked at uh, a few months ago, I looked on the, the state department website and it was like, look, if regular processing is like 11 weeks, if you do expedited, it's like seven or eight or something like that. And I'm like, I, I got plenty of time, you know, and you know, in Would December you a passport office, like, uh, right, in look, Seattle, look. Let, let me get to this. Okay there, there, okay. there are a bunch of steps. So first of all, like in December, I was like, I got plenty of time. In January, I was like, I got plenty of time. Oh, God. In, in you February. Must have... Well, yeah. In February, I was like, I got plenty yeah, of time. Yeah, yeah, et cetera, yeah. Et the usual. Standard, substandard. Yes. Okay. So the, so my sister pinged me um, like a couple days hey, ago. Hey, asshole. Do you have the passport thing straightened out yet? And of course, I hadn't even started. Right. So I, I look into, I, I start looking into what's necessary. I go to the state department website. I go to, form, I, I get the form. I'm like, my passport expired less than 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. You should be able to, you know, right. Yeah. So, yeah. It, so I, it, I should actually be able to do it by mail. No big deal. Right. I do it. And, and it's still, you know, I, it just to be safe, I would do the you expedited the one. Well, let me get to that. Because, if I have my old passport, I don't even need to go to the post office. I don't even do anything. I print out the form. I set, I mail it in. Done. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. And, and then it would be like, to be safe, at this point, 11 weeks is getting close. So I would pay the extra few bucks for expedited. Yeah, for and, expedite. and expedited would get it back to me in June. Okay. Okay. So... I start to get, I start to go through the forms and figure out what I need to do. And then it gets to the point where, you know, okay, you need your old copy of the passport. So I go to, no, you know, we on. have one of these little fireproof safes where we keep all the important stuff and I go to it to pull out the passport. It's no, not there. Boy. It's not there. I'm like, where did the passport go? And, you know, I, and I, I talked to my wife and she remembers that. And I remember too, like, 
a while back, and we're talking at least a year ago, we had opened up the important documents folder. I call it a folder, but it's a safe box thing. Safe. Um, yeah. You know, and and it had been a, let's just say, a, a, quite a bit musty in there. So she had taken a few things out of it to sort of clean it, make sure, you know, get rid of the smell, make it whatever, um, including the passports. Yeah. And somehow they never made it back in there. Oh, God. And so I'm like, so it's not just, yeah. So it's, you know, like yours and hers. Well, she didn't even have her old one. Her old one was like 20 years old plus. So it doesn't even matter. Uh, Uh, But. Your but son, uh, he doesn't. My son does not yet have a passport, no, but we we not. we finally. By, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned on the show, we finally fixed his birth certificate about six months ago, so it has my name on it. But that's what a whole other story. Before? Oh God, Jesus! Okay, it I had blank know. for the father because at the time he was born, my wife was still actually married to her ex-husband, ah. and according to Washington state law, like his name would have had to been on there. And, and they allowed us oh, to keep it fuck. blank. For real? Yes. Yes. Because she oh. was married to him, the assumption is that he is the father. Oh, um, so anyway, there was all kinds of complications and it took us 10 years. It, well, it took us 12 years. Uh, but we finally got it fixed. We got a birth certificate. You know, you know Manu has, you know, not just a passport, but also a renewed passport. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, I have his. I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, but anyway, let, let me continue. Has, with this. Okay, let me let me let me tell you yes. again. Manu has a passport, and that one expired, and he's got his current passport as well, which I have in my hands right now. Very, very I, nice. You know, yeah, very yeah. nice. He has a passport. Yes, and his expires. Uh, I got to remember January twenty twenty three. So I got to renew his passport. Yeah, because they don't last as long for kids. Yeah, his are five years. Uh, yeah. So I gotta, yeah. So anyway, 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 we didn't find. I didn't find the passport. I'm like, crap, I don't have the passport. So I start to figure out like, okay, well, that means I can't renew by mail. Nope. But I but I can I can still remove renew in person with my birth certificate. So first of all, I go and figure out I, I then I start looking for Okay, you have your birth certificate. Oh we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Oh, first things first. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. So I start looking for, okay, where can I do this in person? And like you said, don't, isn't there a passport office, blah, blah, blah. There are yeah. all kinds of places around that can do passports. The post offices, county, cl- county uh, clerk offices, all kinds that of stuff. That is true. You can go to, yeah. Uh, you, the, you the, one go- thing, uh, the one thing about the passport office is uh, that they can give you a passport like in like 48, 72 hours. Yeah, although... There are special rules to get that level of service, even right. at those places. You have to, it has to be like a life and death emergency kind of stuff. Well, I, mean, I know, I know. It's it's not totally life and death emergency. It's well, like, look, I, you I, travel I am, I am within just, a certain number of days. Yeah, the, you know. there, there are a number of different levels and different things and different speeds they can do for, depending on the situation you're in. I was on the State Department re- website looking all this stuff up. Anyway, the point is, though, All of these places that you can go to because of the pandemic have moved to an appointment only system, no walk-ins. Right. And very limited appointments. No. Okay. So I started looking um, at all the places nearby. 
So first I looked for me and then I looked for my wife. So I looked for me first. And one of the post offices that's only a few miles away near me had an opening for Friday, April 29th. Uh I'm like, awesome. I snagged it. Okay. Then I I snagged that appointment. But like none of the other places, by the way. Like this one post office had the appointments because, but all of the other post offices that were nearby had nothing. The county courthouses had nothing, et cetera. Because two things, they, they, they're, they'll only schedule four weeks out and they have a limited number of appointments every day. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I snagged the one for Friday, April 29th for me. Then I went looking for my wife and at first, and I had seen another opening on like May 15th or something at the time I picked mine. But when I went back to try to snag that for my wife, it was already gone. Back back up one second. Yes. So no searching of any kind turned up where the hell these documents are. My wife has some ideas of where she last saw them and has been searching for them in those locations in her office. And I, and I have been searching a few other places where I think things might have perhaps gone to, but as of, um, you know, it, it, they did, we have not found, they have not turned up. We have not seen, found these passports yet. Okay. So, Anyway, I got the appointment for me. I tried to get the appointment for my wife. The one that looked like it had been open in mid-May was no longer open by the time I went back to it to try to snag it. And there were no others anywhere around. And except I did find one county courthouse that's about a two-hour drive away from us mm-hmm. that has switched away and said, as of January 1st, 2022... They are now taking walk-ins. It's okay. no longer appointment required. But they've got some caveats written there that says, but all county business takes precedence and we cannot guarantee we get to you. If we get to you, we get to you. If we don't get to you, sorry, you're out of luck. Okay. So, but basically there is a place that we can go drive to and, and, the, and it's limited hours. How far away? Well. It's about a two hour drive away. Okay. 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 So doable. Doable, yeah, but doable. it's like you have to take a day, right? I like mean, it, it, I mean the, it's it, you know, it's not you know, hey, you, you know, qu- super quick, but hey, it's doable. Okay, it, it's it's one, of, it, and they're open from ten a.m. to three p.m. for this purpose, with a ninety-minute break for lunch. Okay, um, and again, they don't guarantee they can get to you. They're like, if if you anything that's county business jumps ahead of you in line. And if you run out of time and we haven't gotten to you, sorry, you're out of luck. Try again the next day. Okay. Okay. So I'm like, okay, we have a plan. I am booked for Friday. And then at some point in the next couple weeks, we will take a trip to try to do this for my wife. Now she's like, I don't know if I'll have time to be able to do that. I'm like, okay, well, worst case scenario, I go to my sister's wedding without you. (laughs) But okay, we'll take care of me. Okay. Okay, yeah. so so I have a, okay, all of a sudden I had a interesting idea. I wonder if this is possible. Wait, for, for so, all my situation here? No, no it, it, for all of you. So so here's okay. a question I've got. I think that for flights, yeah, there are requires, requires a passport. However. Drive? 
not to Toronto, but yeah, take a flight to Detroit and then like go across the thing. Uh, that's yeah, that's that's an idea. I also thought I have thought about Vancouver. It, it for driving. Can you still do it with a driver's license? Because I thought they shut that down. I too. think so. I thought they shut that down. But no, you, you, I thought that that I thought that the overland crossing you could do still with like a, a birth certificate, driver's license for the overland crossing. Uh, I thought it was only for air flights. Now I could be wrong because I haven't gone to Canada. I mean, I've, I've always had a passport, so that never came up going to Canada. I mean, I think the last time I drove uh, into Canada was <clears throat> with you. Um, okay, so o- um, over, over entry into Canada, apparently for overland as well, valid passport, passport card, or Nexus card. Oh, okay. So you need to get. So now they require at least that Nexus card. Okay. So uh, okay. Okay. So anyway, you're, so you're I, fine. Okay. So yeah, I had right. an appointment for Friday for me, and we we're like, okay, we'll drive to this courthouse a couple hours away for my wife. <laughs> Uh, Cause my wife had actually had already filled out her form, had pulled out all the materials she needed. She did. She had her birth certificate. She had everything that she would need in order to do that uh, except the photos, but you can take care of that anywhere. Right. Um, and like m- m- uh, the courthouse, by the way, the two hours away does not have photo services. The local post offices do. Uh, so then I'm like, okay, great. We have a plan. I will go fill out the rest of my stuff. And of course I got to the part where, okay, if you don't have your passport, you need your birth certificate. And now we get back to that. I couldn't find that either. Cause it was in the same place as the passports. And I had my original, by the way, I had my original, the one that's actually 50 years old on the original paper with the original doctor's signature, all of that crap. And it was Uh, not there either. It has where I I am betting that it is with the passport, wherever that is. I would say, yeah. Uh, Cause they, cause they were together earlier. I mean, they were both in that box, you know, Uh, but I I have to, yeah, they must be together. Yes. So, so I, I couldn't find the, um, the passport. I couldn't find the birth certificate. And now I'm like, well, I've got this appointment for Friday, but if I can't find one of these two documents, I can't use the appointment. And so, uh, yeah, we spent a lot of time Wednesday and Thursday digging through stuff, trying to find these. Now I have talked on this show before about how much of a chaos factory my house is. So basically Uh we had had all of the really important stuff in this box together, but once it left that box, who knows if we'll ever see it again. Okay. That's the reality. Okay. And it left the box because it was musty and might've been growing a little mold even. Uh, And my wife was going to clean it off and it just never made it back in the box. And so who knows where the fuck it is now. Okay. Um, Look, I I will listen, 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 just so you don't feel that bad. Okay. I'm not being such a prick. Look, (laughs) I have lost one passport. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, about a little over 10 years ago. Okay. I somehow, I had gotten a new passport and I had flown on a private plane, uh, from the Bahamas back to the U S sometime in July of 2010. Mm-hmm. And I know that we crossed, uh, it, it, we, because we were flying on a, it, this was a, 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 not a private jet. It was, you know, it was somebody's private, uh, you know, uh, 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 single engine, a small plane. 
Okay. Okay. And so we, we had to land at Palm beach international airport to clear, uh, immigration. So we, we landed, we went to this little, little building that they have there for commercial general aviation. We cleared and then we boarded the plane and we headed to the small general aviation airport that was outside of, uh, of there. Okay. Where they kept the plane. And, um, you know, some, you know, I, I needed to fly again relatively soon. And like 30, 45 days later, I'm looking for where the hell I usually put my passport. And it wasn't there. Um, I, 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 God only knows what the hell happened. I, I, I mean, somehow, so I misplaced it once. And I will say that I, we also somehow misplaced Manu's birth certificate, uh, but, but, but once, which was weird. We have a folder where all of them were, uh, and, you know, they, they were gone. Now, now I will say that one thing that I have done regularly is what happened is how did I know that I didn't have them so I can get them when I need a trip is because regularly I, ch- so I was regularly, right. I checked, okay. To make sure that where that stuff was, because that's like the important shit. Okay. And so I went like that one time, well, we we're going to go somewhere and I'm like, well, let me double check my passport before I make these plans. Where the hell's the damn passport? I'm like, ah, crap. And at least I had my <coughs> expired one because I just renewed it. But I, the, the passport was not even a year old. I don't know right. how to, I mean, I, I just, you know, so I, I was able to go get that one done. And in Manu's case, I noticed that we couldn't find his birth certificate. We didn't need it specifically at that moment, but I was like, listen, no, let's get a replacement. Yep. <coughs> just always have that, I, you know, uh, uh, handy. But so right now, so let's be clear. At this yes. point, you yes. have, if, if immigration, if, if, if for some reason, it, you know, uh, CIS showed up and asked you to prove your, you know, your permanence on this country right now, at yes. this moment in time, you have no method whatsoever to prove it whatsoever. No. And not just that, I'll give you better. <laughs> if you try to go get a new job right now, Sam. Uh-huh. You realize that they would ask for this shit for your I-9 verification mm. and you would not pass and you would not get a new job right now if you needed a new one. That'd be lovely. So uh, yeah. let, 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 let me let me complete the story or at least bring you up to the present moment. Okay, present um, uh-huh. So we realized, I, you know, the, the, the thing- You can order by, them by mail. So here we go. By Thursday night, we had not found- my birth certificate or my passport. So I could not do this by mail. I could not do it in person. The appointment Friday was going to be useless, except my wife had everything. So we went in and changed the Friday appointment to be for my wife. Okay. Okay. So she actually went in uh, Friday during the day, got everything done. Her application is in her. Okay. She paid for expedited. So in like seven weeks, we should have a passport for her. Now that Alex? still leaves, we're, we're not dealing with them yet. Cause, cause here's okay. the thing you, if, if scheduling was better, like the scheduler offers the opportunity that you can like, you know, sign up for a slot for up to four people in a family and do them all right. at once. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but there were no appointments at all for multiple people. There was only the one appointment for a single person. Okay. okay. So. We, we, we are dealing with these in order of precedence. I was going to be first, but since I didn't have my stuff, we did Brandy. Okay. Okay. So okay. Brandy is done. Um, and then next up, uh, how do we deal with me? 
So I immediately went to, I was born in Wisconsin. I went to the right website for the Wisconsin department of records or whatever the fuck it's called. I ordered a new birth certificate for myself and I added all the, I paid for whatever expedited crap I could do to get it as fast as possible. Um, I, uh, it has already been mailed. I will have it, uh, you know, early next week. Like Monday okay. or Tuesday, uh, probably not Monday, but like Tuesday, Wednesday, I'll have the thing. Okay. Okay. So at the moment, my plan is as and soon you as have I have a current driver's license, right? I do have a current driver's license. Although and, that, and it, and it was uh, a although, secure, is it, does it, no, like it's not ID. It is not no, the new fancy boy. driver's licenses. It's the old kind. I have to replace Fox. that. So too. Yours doesn't even meet real ID. No, no. And Fuck. And <laughs> exactly. Jesus and by the way, Christ. during all this, I looked at my driver's license and realized it also expires in September. Good God almighty. Oh, and by the way, I also, in looking for related stuff, I also noticed that the car registration I have in my glove compartment is not the current one either. So I have I mean, to deal with listen, that as well. If you had been pulled over, it <laughs> basically in like about three or four months of time, you hadn't planned this. You know, you'd be in the clink. I mean, you guys would be calling me to go bail you out. Uh, yes. So anyway, uh, the birth certificate will arrive in a, in a few days. Obviously, it will no longer be my original, like, faded, yellow, blah, 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 50-year-old one, which hopefully will still turn up eventually. Oh, and by the way, I should mention, it's not just my last passport that was missing. I, I like, have sentimental attachment here because it's all the passports I've ever had down to the one I got when I was two years old. You know, so... You know, so I hope these will turn up. I swear they will turn up. They are in the house somewhere. It's just, you know, maybe I'll find them in 30 years. Um, But anyway, so when the stupid thing arrives, the first thing I will do is look again for appointments because they only schedule four weeks out, which presumably means at some point each week, they open up new days at the end of that time period. Or something. Although I saw right. at least one place say they only open up new scheduling once a month on like a certain day of the month. And the problem is they fill up almost instantly. Okay. Um, so I will look to see once I have the birth certificate, are there any openings? And maybe I'll check a few times in between just in case. Um, and uh, if there are, I will make an appointment immediately. If there aren't, or if the available appointment is too far out, then I'm going to try the damn thing where I drive two hours to the, you know, I'm going to try the damn thing where I drive two hours to the courthouse and see what happens and cross my fingers and hope it works. Cause the bottom line is we are now getting close enough that if I do not get this application in, in the next few weeks, then I risk not having the passport in time. For I, the stupid I, I, I get that. Um, <laughs> so uh, the, the one thing is that what I, um, um, I, I mean, my last few passports, I've gone to the Miami State Department office yeah. because they they will turn them around back in 48, 72 hours. Um, I, I mean, uh, my um, uh, the, the one thing that they asked uh, be traveling internationally within five business days, be able to, so that's like your yeah. last resort. Yeah. Okay. That's like the last resort. And I, I did see that, that if you are 
literally at the last minute, like right. you are less than a week away from the date, you can potentially go to one of those places. And I, I there's got to be one in Seattle, right? I haven't actually checked. There yet. is, there is, there is. Yeah, and if you are within that last five day freaking window, you can potentially get an emergency. What it one says right is then. no. You can schedule your appointment up to two weeks before your international travel, but the date right. of your appointment must be within five days of your international travel. Yeah. Okay. So, so, um, so I'm not completely screwed at this point, but I still, it would be much better to get this taken care of like now, like well, now last uh, month. There last. is a little trick. Okay. Yes. Um, um, if I remember correctly, you don't need to show them that you purchased tickets. You could show a reservation. Okay. Well, yeah. I, th- well, that's the next thing, right? I, I need to purchase the tickets and all this other stuff. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, you know, I, I would imagine I, I, I would not wait till five days before to purchase the damn tickets anyway. Right. So. Right. Um, but yeah, but, but it, it's, you know, in, uh, it, it, I mean, and they will get it back to you. I mean, the damn pain in the ass about going there and doing it this way is that you have to go in and submit the paperwork and they don't give you the passport that day. They will make you come back two days later to pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, it, so that, that adds a lot, of, but it, but it's doable. Yes. It's doable. Okay? Yeah. I'm not completely screwed yet. There are various possibilities and, but it's still, it, you know, the part I had anticipated the, okay, it's going to take seven weeks for them to return it. The two things I had not anticipated were not being able to find either my last passport or the birth certificate, A, and then B, that if I... I had not anticipated the whole, you have to make an appointment and there are no appointments available. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I figured even if I had to make an appointment, no big deal, make an appointment, go in. But no, the, yeah, I, I searched like a dozen different nearby locations and not a damn single one of them had a single opening in the last four weeks other than the one that I by luck snagged. Like, and that was pure luck. Yeah. And when my wife was there for an appointment, by the way, somebody else showed up thinking they had an appointment for the same time she had. But apparently, look, the website really fucking sucks. It was an older couple and they were, were coming in for their appointment. But uh-huh. apparently they had not clicked the last button to confirm it. And so they had no confirmation ID and they weren't. <laughs> oh, that really blows. Oh, so, God. you know, so they were really pissed and the, the, the <laughs> husband stormed out. Um, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I, I made like double and triple sure. I like had, I emailed, email, text, printouts of a PDF, everything proof of like the, that we had the appointment. So my wife had it, no problem. Uh, it, it gave me a scare when I tried to change it from my name to her name. Um, it looked for a second, like when I first did it in Safari on my Mac, like it just hung forever with a progress bar and saying, do not refresh, do not refresh. And then I went, I let it go like 15 minutes. And then I went to another browser. I opened it in like Chrome or something and tried again. And at first, when I went to the reservation code to change my thing, it looked like it was gone, but it wasn't actually gone. It was just a bad UI. When I continued on, it let me change it and it worked that time. But I was scared for a little bit that I'd lost the appointment entirely. Uh, cause the, cause just cause the website sucked. Um, but yeah. So anyway, my wife's is in progress. I will have my birth certificate in a couple days and then 
I will try to do mine, even if I have to drive a few hours to a courthouse. What, is, what day is the wedding again? Uh, it's in the middle of August. I think you should be good still. One okay, where, wait, 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 wait. Is Alex going? No. Okay. No, no. At most, it will be me and my wife. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so. So. Uh, yeah. Well, you should still get him a passport. We will get him a passport. And I just realized Amy already has one because she or she must. She went to Germany a few years ago. So she. Okay. She she must be taken care of already. Uh, but yeah, no, we, we will get Alex one. Now, I talked to Alex about this. I told him this whole story. And I'm like, we'll get you one too. And he's like, why? I'm not going anywhere. I'm like, well, someday you might want to. No. Okay, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like you know, someday I want to do that it, random trip to the Yucatan. It's valid, a valid ID. Okay. All right. Yeah. It, it's really <laughs> handy. Okay. All right. You might not travel, but I will say that, you know, whenever I've needed a second proof of ID, I prefer to carry the passport and a driver's license instead of carrying a birth certificate. Right. It, it, it you know, it, it's just much better. Okay. So, anyway, maybe. that's the end of my story. And I know I've gone way on long, blah, blah, blah. Do you have something for a butt first or should we jump straight to our other stuff? Uh, let's jump straight into the stuff. We, we, we I think uh, we contributed. You think enough. my story was entertaining yep. enough to fulfill that? And I added some, 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 some color from my personal experience. So therefore I think we we've covered the. Okay. Let's take a break and we will be back. And uh, next up is the economy. Cause it's, it's doing great. It's everything's good. We'll be everything's back great. right after this. You're listening to this podcast. Do you like it? No. Do you want to support the show? No. Well, after you have subscribed to the show, followed us on Facebook, and told all your friends they should be listening to, what else can you do? I won't subscribe! You can help fund our Patreon at patreon.com slash curmudgeons corner. Patreon is a way you can throw us a few bucks a month to help out with the expenses of the show. You know, web hosting, equipment, a little bit of advertising to promote the show, and maybe every once in a while some much-needed sedatives for Yvonne. At different contribution levels, you can get a mention on the show, a Curmudgeon's Corner postcard, or even a Curmudgeon's Corner mug. Fun stuff! Not fun! In any case, the contributions help tell us that you enjoy and appreciate the show. I really, really hate Curmudgeon's Corner! Are we worth a buck a month? No! Five bucks a month? Or if you are nuts about us, maybe even more. 100 billion! Billion dollars! Even though you don't have anywhere near a billion dollars! If we're worth anything to you at all, send it our way at patreon.com slash curmudgeons corner. Alex hates. Really, really hates. Curmur! That's really mean, isn't it? Because I hate curmudgeons corner. But I really do! Okay, we are back. It is time to talk economy. So I guess uh, there have been a bunch of things in the last week. Uh, and I'll yeah, this is your thing, Yvonne. So you, you can tell me a lot about this, but things I can remember off the top of my head. 
new inflation numbers that were really bad, GDP growth that was negative. Uh, the stock market has been swooning. Um, what, what else? What else is going on? Uh, well, what else? Well, I would, and why? Me, before what? We, before what? we get into the GDP and all the the, the stuff. Yeah, let me let me give some real like uh, on the ground information. Okay, on the ground, some, on the ground. So let's talk about inflation a little bit. Yes. Okay. So, um, over the last few months, I've had calls from vendors that uh, our condo association does business with, um, uh, asking for increases. Uh, so I had the security company um, tell me that, you know, the, the wages that they needed to pay the security guards, they needed to pay them an extra couple of bucks an hour. So that was an increase uh, that they asked for in our contract. Uh, it was about 15 percent uh, on, on the existing contract, which I was like, look, I get it. You know, we agree. You know, OK, you know, we have to do that. So we. We, we accepted that I had uh, to give increases to uh, half of our employees at the condo association. Okay. Uh, you know, due to this. So, you know, uh, so did that. Uh, and then I got a call today from our landscaping company. Okay. Um, and the guy was nervous, um, <coughs> nervous enough that he'd been calling other people, you know, he had called our previous property manager and the guy was nervous. And I'm like, not understanding what, what's going on. You know, this is public record, by the way. I'm not, you know, look, condo associations, pub, public enterprise. So that's why I'm free to, you know, I feel free. There's no problem discussing this here because like, you know, the, our records are, are open to, to anybody. So get a call and, you know, he's like, look, our, our current spend, our contract right now is about $5,700 a month to, to cover the landscaping on this property, the relatively big property. Okay. And that's $5,700 just for, you know, getting a few number of cuts of, you know, like, I think it's like we do like 45 cuts a year. Okay. So almost, almost once a week, not, not once a week, but close to it. Okay. And it's taking care of the irrigation system, which is a very large irrigation system. Okay. And so, so, tr you know, trimming the hedges, doing a whole bunch of stuff. So he calls me up and he's like all nervous to talk about the contract because he did the math and he says, look, based on the increases that he's had, he said fuel was not the biggest deal. The things that hit him the hardest were labor. Okay. The fuel was not as much a factor, but labor materials and insurance. Okay. And that, and that he I, I, needed... I'd, obvi I'd obviously heard about like materials and labor and the situation there. I hadn't really heard a lot about insurance, but okay. Well, there was an insurance crisis in the state of Florida, which is one of the things that I had mentioned to him because I, I was like, you know, one of the things that pisses me off right now about the governor over here, that while he's banning books and doing all this shit, there's an insurance crisis that they haven't given a shit about. Okay. All right. And they knew they needed to deal with in the legislative uh, session and they called the special legislative session to do all this other garbage, but not deal with that. OK, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. So <clears throat> but anyway, so so we, we go and he tells me that, look, in order for him to be, you know, be able to stay above water, not lose money on our contract, then he need to go from like about fifty seven hundred dollars a month to seventy five hundred dollars a month. OK. And I was like, Jesus, okay. I mean, that's, 
we're talking more than 25%, okay, more right now. This is, you know, not a, not, not, not a big increase. And I said, look, okay, well, you know, okay, I understand, you know, discuss with them. I'm like, one thing that, that have to do in these situations is that, look, uh, uh, usually a contract renewal, you can just renew, but in a case like this, I have to go and, and okay, we have to go back and like put this contract out to bid, you know, because it's a, you, know, you think about $7,500 a month, it's a contract for almost $100,000 a year. And so therefore, you know, we, we, I can't, yeah, you know, we can't just award something like that without, without a, without a procurement process. So we have to go back and, and do that. But, but think about, you know, so that's, that's a big item that it, uh, so, so, th- so think about the, the, the cost increases that I've, that I've seen. But, but honestly, <laughs> j- j- like, just to, just to be clear on that, you have right. to go through the process, but you fully anticipate like the same thing is going to be true of other vendors. So they're all, yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah. Up. Whatever, you know, whatever, you know, whatever their costs before were, they, they were not the lowest priced uh, landscaping contract. There were, there were companies that had bid, I would say, about a thousand dollars less for the work, a thousand dollars a month. But we had gone with them because we wanted their better quality uh, vendor. Okay, so uh, it may be that I, I, if I want the same level of quality and service. That you know, yeah, I would have to do that, but but the, the other option is to go with somebody who would be of a lesser quality at the moment. But definitely, the the prices that whatever they charged before, <coughs> I fully expect that they're going to come back, and they're not going to be bidding four thousand dollars for forty five or whatever they were bidding. That they would they were going to be at least in the six thousand dollar range for sure. And so, therefore, I mean, it's a big it's a big bump, you know. Um, to say the least, uh, that 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 they saw there. So so think about so so think about the the place I just saw. But <coughs> most of them labor related. Uh, I I have to think. Um, you know, he told me materials. That it's not gas as much. He, he told me that you know to him that's that's you know that was like way down on on what was really hitting them. Uh, but but you're seeing that and that a lot of businesses are having to navigate through that right now at the moment in terms of a competitive labor market. And then, you know, I was talking to people in the, in the construction trades about this. Um, and, you know, they are telling me that, you know, uh, it's just, it is very hard right now to find labor. And now, but I, I'm not surprised. We have the biggest number of housing starts in the United States right now than we had in since like, uh, uh, I, I mean, before the great recession. And so it, it's bigger than that. And so, so people are competing like crazy for labor, but it, it's just it, there. We've had such a series of, of, of shocks over the last two years, three years for, it, it's just been a combination of so many things that now, you've got. Now, now Yvonne, yeah? I keep hearing that, it's all just because of excessive government stimulus. <laughs> it's all because of that. It, it's all because of the, the or mostly because of you know just so much money was point uh, was poured into the economy in uh, the various uh, uh, giveaway programs that were done to sort of quote unquote help during the pandemic and uh-huh. and okay. and the infrastructure sure. thing too. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, I, 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 just 
Tell me I, why. I, I know you say... explained this before, but why not? Like, because I I keep hearing, and it seems to make sense on the surface because, that because... if you if you pour lots of new money into the economy, of course there will be inflation. Duh. Because the the things that drove that were there before Biden got into the administration before. And what happened, what, what's happened is... Well, to be clear, some of the stimulus was under Trump, too. <clears throat> and so, I'm a Trump, but, but this is what happened. We had a period of time when you had a big deceleration in, in the economy, right? Because of the pandemic. And one of the things that it did, it, it, it caused certain businesses and certain capacity that existed for certain things to, to be reduced, okay? Then you had an economy that started, uh, that started back up, but it, it all of a sudden started hitting into this headwind of, well, uh, we weren't, our oil production capacity got permanently reduced. Okay. Uh, you had businesses that went out of business in certain areas, okay? And you had all of a sudden people diverted money. And this is something that people couldn't predict at the time. People saved the money during the pandemic to a certain extent, a lot more than people expected. And they went out and they started spending it on uh, a lot more production of goods rather than services, okay? And which created a ton of shortages of uh, uh of certain of certain items okay and our, our supply chains got really tightened and so that drove up the price of goods substantially because <coughs> because of, of that but that was something that nobody uh in the radar would have predicted that people were going to shift money from so much from services to goods, okay? Uh, the demand for uh, so many goods would just be so overwhelming all of a sudden. Look at the, um, the results that companies like Apple uh, and other uh, computer and electronic manufacturers have shown over the last two years, the kind of growth that they showed. Uh, look at the results uh, and the sales of like, Companies that made refrigerators, home, you know, home items, all of these things because of this crazy binge on, on, on home remodeling that happened over the last two years, and why construction companies were just just so outstripped, and so this created, you know, that <laughs> that entire supply chain disruption was definitely uh, uh, something that uh, has percolated through the economy with effects that many just um, were not able to predict. Um, and, and, it, and it was that shift of money spent from one side of the economy to another. Um, it, it just really cost so many um, downstream effects uh, from that. Uh, it, it, it's, it, it was just not a predictable uh, 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 event at the moment. I, no, nobody that Nobody had lived through this. So nobody knew what to expect. Then, you know, look, to be clear about this, you have a war on top of this, right? Mm -hmm. That added to fuel prices. We've had, um, we've had, we've had this issue and, and it's just, it, it's just a real issue uh, at this moment. Uh, you, you know, it, it's just it's such a combination of factors that, and then, well, here's another factor that 
is very important, people are seeming to miss, okay? And, you know, labor in our nation, especially middle to low-income earners, over the past 20, 30 years, actually more, dating back to the 80s, have not had their wages rise as has people from middle to upper incomes. They have basically have gotten fucked, okay, in in our modern economy. That's right. this, just this the is, reality. This is one of the consistent patterns, and I've seen people make various long-term charts. Uh, I've seen two variants, one that puts it back to sometime in the 70s, one that pegs it to 1980. But in mm-hmm. any case, sometime in that time period, you know, there was a decoupling where, like you said, the 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 middle to lower income folks just did not see the same level of gain that the higher income folks did. And productivity gains continued to go up and they had been really coupled with wages beforehand, but they stopped being coupled, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. So, so all those people all of a sudden were out of work and they realized that they had more bargaining power than before they 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 just didn't have to be beholden to the shitty wages they were getting paid to get spit on and yelled at to serve somebody some fucking coffee right okay and so hey they said oh you want me working okay pay me more fucking money (laughs) and this is a bargaining power that they did not have before they just did not ever right because all of these jobs were considered Absolutely. Like you just pull some random person off the street. Like we lose this one. No right. big deal. We'll, we'll find somebody else. We'll find somebody else. Who cares? Where, where we'll is keep it? Paying seven seventy five an hour. Whereas with, with the pandemic, there was with the pandemic, there were fewer people who were willing to do it in the first place to the point where the ones that were left could make these demands. Right. And so, um, this is the problem that you, that, that you have right now. I, I mean, you know, I'll give an example. It's just one of the employees. He said, uh, "You know, look, I have a we we have a maintenance employee. They asked for a wage increase. I'm like, you know what? We just gave it to him, right? Because what the? I, I mean, I'm like, shit. I'm gonna go like struggle to find a replacement. I mean, pff, period. So we just threw, you just gave him the money, right? And so." It's it's just been like that, but it, you know, the supply disruptions have been an issue. But but here are certain things uh, right now which are warning signs in the opposite direction. I know that everybody's been going on on inflation, whatever. And and but one thing that I have mentioned before many times is that um, when you have um, these kind of like inventory shortages. One of the results that you get a lot of times later is overstocking situations. Okay. Okay. The surges of shit. Okay. That all of a sudden, you know, uh, because people all of a sudden crank out the demand. And I, I fear that there is a, 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 a lot of that coming. And that is part of what I, what. So wait, you, 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 you numbers, think. You, you think the initial inflation spikes we're having right now 
will <laughs> not just flatten out, but will actually potentially have some deflation Listen, because of over it, 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 inventory let, let, everywhere. Yes, and let, let's talk. And let me let me talk about what the what the recent uh, GDP report showed. The recent GDP report showed that the big reason why um, GDP showed below was because of way lower uh, orders for inventory and fixed and, and other fixed assets because inventory levels had grown. And so what that means is that some people that have been ordering shit all of a sudden finally are getting inventory in and they're like going, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, stop, 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 stop. Okay, we're already getting too many of them. Stop. And look what's happened, for example, like what happened to Peloton over the last six months, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. Look, take that example. Um, and look what's well, happened they, they, with, they, they with some other companies have... that went and like uh uh geared up and all of a sudden are realizing, whoa, wait, uh the the surge stopped. Like uh right. some some a couple of tank companies with letters starting with A and F uh, and then <laughs> okay um which uh all of a sudden are experiencing oh shit the order growth all of a sudden dried up um i mean take netflix's case i think that's that's a a, a, a great example i mean they had negative subscriber growth and they forecast that subscriber growth is going to go negative 2 million. I was like, what? And so there is this, uh, called the bullwhip effect. And I mentioned this before. Look, I, I, I really expect a big, big shot of this in a lot of places. I'll tell you one where I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I fear it may be happening. Housing. Hmm. You've got rates shooting up. The dollar has surged to the highest level it's been in I don't know how long. Okay. What that means, if the dollar surged, that means that anything we're importing, the prices is going to go down because we're raising interest rates faster than everybody else. And here's another thing that's going on. Look, now we've got another shock coming in. Which I talked about this a couple of months ago when I when I when I spoke about my concern about COVID in China. Okay, mm -hmm. the disruptions that that's going to cost on supply chains again. Yeah, what 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 we said at that point, just to remind people, was China was going to have a choice. They were either going to have a big COVID spike, or they would try to keep to as close to COVID zero as they could, which would require more shutdowns. Either way, there would end up being economic disruptions because of what they were doing. And we're seeing that right now. And that's one of the big things that Apple said in their earnings announcement, that they were seeing that already and a big impact in China from this entire mess, a big impact both from the supply side that they won't be able to sell and an impact on the demand side as well on both sides. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, it, it's, it, it, it's an, I mean, damn, I mean, oh, and oh, by the way, oh, did I mention that we have a war? Yeah. Yeah. There's a war too. And I would yeah. never, I mean, look in my lifetime as an adult, I, I, I have to say that, um, 
The only thing that probably like equated something to this, like this kind of a disruptive environment was probably in the early seventies with the Arab oil embargo. And, uh, you know, we had the Vietnam war going on and all this other shit because other than that, I mean, there's never been anything this disruptive at a macroeconomic level in the last 50 so years or so in the last 50 years and so many fronts. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Obvi- obviously you could go back yeah. to world war two and have bigger disruptions, but well, yeah. right. I mean, but, but in, in our adult, li- in our lifetimes yes. and, okay. and, and Yvonne and I are both approximately 50 years old. Go ahead. Right. Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's just, it's just so many impacts all at once. And, and the one thing that, um, that I said that was always my concern with, uh, deficits over the last 20 years was that look people are, are keep acting like the especially the republicans like you don't need to rein in debt in in terms of for a a rainy day let, let's just you know let you know we well let's let let's let the republicans like shower tons of stimulus out there and throw all this cash and tax in tax wait, cuts wait, a couple of wait, years wait, ago wait when, a second they, wait i i just i just have to say this Wait, yeah. are, are, are you saying it's the Republicans who are spending money irresponsibly? Because let's I, be clear I've heard, about I've heard this. for decades it was the Democrats who act that way. For the last <laughs> 40 fucking years, the party that has paid, that has talked about being fiscally conservative and shown themselves to not be one whit of a fiscally conservative has been the Republican Party. Now, the thing is that we are in a political climate where it's like where we get into the politics where I don't know, just these lies, just whatever they say is like what the voters believe. I, I just don't, I mean, you know, Reagan was raised our deficit more than anybody. He railed against deficits and they were some of the worst deficit spenders we ever had. Um, I mean, and, and the pattern Bush has continued for, and, and 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 the pattern has continued. Bush came in, and Jesus, he had a surplus, and he left. You know, he dumped on Obama when he came in because the stimulus packages had to be done to fix the shit that he had fucked up. Because by the way, he had Bush fucked two. it up. You're talking Bush, Bush two, two. Yeah. Bush yeah. two. Okay, you know, he left a trillion dollar deficit from the stimulus packages that that had to come in to fix his mess, and it was a mess that he created. Okay, I mean, you know. Trump comes in and Obama had cut the deficit down to under 500 billion and he fucking just went and just rammed it back up to a trillion dollars. Showered, you know, tons of 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 tax money all over the place, okay? Just just gave just get was giving away money, okay? J- just to be clear, all over the place, one of the distinct differences of when the Demo- when the Democrats do spend money versus when the Republicans spend money there is a difference in who's getting yes. that money. Oh, yes. Oh, totally. I mean, because, you know, the people who really got a lot of those tax cuts were people like, you know, very rich, uh, b- b- you know, people. Okay. I mean, people like, you know, like us, you know, we're like, you know, we're we're upper income people, but we're not at that level that got this money. Okay. Right. It, 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 at all it was just really top like less than not even you know the top infinity at one percent because you had to be earning in the top one percent but also not be a w-2 employee if you're right. a, if you're an employee at a company okay and you made two million dollars you were getting 40 percent of your money being taken uh, out of your pocket 
If you're a guy that had his own business, like in real estate, and you made $2 million, you could be like Trump and pay zero in taxes. That was that, that that's the gap. That is the real gap. Okay. And so that that's the thing. I mean, you know, yeah, the, the Democrats have come in and they've been like, hey, let's help people with like mortgages that are underwater. Hey, let's let's throw uh, child tax credits to people. Hey, you know, that kind of shit. OK, throw people to, you know, people that made little money. And then the thing that you hear all the time is like, oh, my God, they're giving all this money to all these poor people. And now they don't want to work. And I'm like, fuck, man. I mean, you know, we've been screwing them over for like 30, 40 years. They finally get some leverage once. And everybody is like saying, look at these lazy fucks. You want them to work? Pay more. Yeah, no, 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 no. They want them to, they want them to work, but they want them at $7.75 an hour. They, they, they yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. I mean, these people, these people are fans. I mean, I'm, I'm sure these people, like if we went back a couple of hundred, uh, hundred uh, years uh, ago, slavery was like, you know, when slavery was legal, these people would be all slave owners. Uh, of course I, sure. now th- this all le- leads into the spiral though, right? You, you pay them more than your costs are going to be more than your, you know, your hamburger is going to cost more. And that's part of inflation and blah, blah, blah. There's, well, there's, but, there's but, interconnected but effects now, there. Yes. But, but here, the, the thing is that I'm fearing that we're going to get, an, a, 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 another shock, but in the other direction. Okay. In terms of bloated supplies and some other stuff and whatever, and that's going to cause people. I mean, you know, people at Netflix right now today they're they're saying they Netflix started laying off people. Right. Um. You know, so when is that going to happen in other businesses? So I. So we have we have the one quarter of negative GDP, at least as of the initial estimate. I know they always get revived, revised, but uh, are we going to get a second? Are we going to hit a recession this time around? I know on the Convergence Quarter Slack, you mentioned you thought this was some noise and there were a, a bunch of effects that were only that quarter. There is a lot of noise in the number. Um, man, it's just that this is the quarter where we had this. You know, we just had a fucking war start in this quarter. And we had Omicron. And we had Omicron. It was mostly in that quarter as well. Yeah. So it's a very tough, very tough and difficult to go through this data and say what the hell really is going on. Um, It's a very difficult environment and, to navigate. And by and the yes, way, the people, stock market, people, talking about the stock market. Yeah, let's do stock market. Well, look, to be fair, I think a lot of people because of the nervousness have basically just also been taking money off the table because they made so much money over the last couple of years. Because the stock market still, if you go back over, you know, three, four years, is still way up. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, right now, it's like, well, shit, there's all this noise. Fuck this. Let's take money off the table. The hell with this well, shit. Also, everyone's anticipating that in order to control the inflation, the Fed is going to step on stuff. And, and they're raising interest rates. And raising interest rates and all this kind of stuff. And so, you know, the, the trade-off has often been in the past. And you can talk about whether or not you think it will be this time. But in order to stop the inflation, you trigger a recession, essentially. Well, yeah, and that was the discussion that we were hearing about. I was hearing on Bloomberg this morning, 
whether that's what they're going to do. Um, I, I don't know what the Fed is going to make of the latest data that came in. Um, you know, because the, the thing is, what are they going to, what are they going to uh, attend more to? Getting to their inflation target, the 2%, or to full employment, which would mean not triggering a recession. Right. Okay. Because we're pretty um, pretty damn close to full employment now, right? I mean, the no- right. the employment right. numbers are like the best they've been in forever. Exactly. And so that's that's so that's the question. Where 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 are we gonna where's the Fed going to navigate this through? And and uh you know, you can criticize all the policymakers that are in charge right now all you want. Um but it, it, this is these are unprecedented times. Um, I mean, in our, in our adult life, um, we've never had this combination of, of shocks, uh, you know, to us, because if you go back and think about, well, September 11th, right? Well, look, September 11th didn't disrupt the supply chain like this or any of that stuff. Yes, it was a shock to America, but, but it, it didn't have all these other impacts across the board like this. Um, I mean, what other events? Uh, I mean, we invaded Iraq, but you know, that drove up the price of oil for a short period of time, but that wasn't, you know, longstanding. The Kuwait invasion, same. It was a, we had an oil spike and then it came back down. Um, you know, we had the dot com boost, dot dot com bust, but the the thing is that what's happened the last couple of years has 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 been a, a global health crisis combined with global supply disruptions of everything, combined with a war. <laughs> I mean, shit, I. Wow, I mean, it's 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 a lot. Well, and the war stuff may yeah we're we're not doing a whole segment on Ukraine this time, but there's plenty of potential for that impact to continue to increase as well. That's you right. Know, uh, more, you know, uh, Russia this week uh, said, you know, we're going to completely stop shipping our liquid natural gas to two countries who did yep. not pay in rubles exactly. and are clearly like, and we can do it to the rest of Europe too if we want to. Uh, you know, and, and so Europe is trying to quickly, you know, reduce their uh, dependence on that as quickly as possible, but maybe not quickly enough. Russia might end up using that as a weapon. We're talking about, you know, Ukraine has been making attacks on Russian soil. The Russians have been saying that the, the massive influx of weapons is something they consider an attack and a potential legitimate target. Uh, there's potential expansion into Moldova. Uh, you know, there's, there's all kinds of ways that that could get bigger or last longer than people are currently anticipating. Right. So there are all, all, all kinds of effects there. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know, like all, all of this stuff uh, in our next segment is going to be on politics, but obviously, like we talked about last week, economic uh, economics and politics are very closely linked because for a lot of people, it really just comes down to 
have I been doing great in my life lately? And if so, I'll stick with whoever's in charge. And if not, one thing important, I will will say again, in terms of the inflation effect, the very important thing that what we talked about in what I talked about in terms of the, the dollar interest rates going up in the United States has, has meant that the dollar has risen because other countries have not been raising interest rates at the same pace that that we have been. Um, that might have a big dampening effect on inflation. Okay. Mm. Very quickly because we import so much stuff. Um, it's not going to have an impact on oil because oil prices are set in dollars. Um, it, it it does a, a lot of times have some impact because some countries, they, you know, yeah, it might be in dollars, but they convert into wait, wait, Yvonne, I, I thought I thought oil was priced in rubles now. Yeah, fuck the rubles, and uh, yeah, not really. <laughs> uh, Putin wishes it, but so that is something that is an important factor to keep in mind. Um, that. There could be, a, 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 I mean, when currencies move that much quickly, it does have an impact on prices very quickly. It doesn't take that long to permeate through the economy, um, especially when the moves have been as great as it was happened recently. So that's something to watch for. And I don't know what the Fed is going to make of it. Uh, I, I, I can tell you that uh, I've seen like one one on one side, you know, we're talking about housing effects and other stuff and whatever. Look, that that whole uh, shift in uh, interest rates has already dampened mortgage demand substantially. I mean, by a lot. Talking to people that are in the mortgage industry, um, it's really it's really hit that very hard, very quickly. I mean, because you're seeing right now that uh, I, I think uh, I, I saw. I'll check again, but I was seeing like I mean, like thirty uh, year mortgages right now at five percent. Mm-hmm. And I mean, not two months ago, it was it was in the threes. Now, if you think about this historically, that's still a very cheap mortgage, right? When but I compared bought, to where we've been the last few years, it's it, it's it's a lot. It's high, right? But historically, that is that that is a cheap mortgage. I, mean, I remember, you know, get, bu- buying a house back in in uh 1998 and thinking i got such a great deal for getting a mortgage of six and three quarters and uh so to think about and that was a great deal six and three quarters so now we're not even we're not even anywhere near close to that at this point right and and you know you, you touched on this before a lot of what you were talking about is u.s specific but Everything is so intertwined internationally. What happens in one part of the world is going to have knock-on effects everywhere else. You know, when we talk about supply chains, we're talking about supply chains all over the world. Um, and, you know, and when we're talking about the pandemic, it's obviously worldwide as well. And some countries have been hit harder than others. And, you know, all, all Look, of these we're things globally are... globally integrated economy. This yeah. is a reality, okay? As much as Donald Trump and some other people may want to, like, uh, uh, disconnected. That's it, that's not where we are. That's not what it is. You know, people. Uh, some people questioning why are we so dependent on China? And I was hearing somebody explain this again. And I forgot about the same reasoning that Germany had with Russia. Right. Was that uh, everybody believed 
that greater economic integration with these two countries would bring them closer to to Western thinking than than us becoming more totalitarian. And I think that's been true. Um, you know, even with all the problems that we're having right now, uh, China is a far more open society than it was 50 years ago. Uh, you know, th- th- that's definitely true. And so is Russia, okay? So that is true, but it doesn't mean that those th- those countries moved all the way to becoming like, you know, France. Germany, you know, they may have moved up very far away from uh, how totalitarian they were back then, but it doesn't mean that they're, they're Western, Western style democracies. Well, and and keep in mind also, there's, you know, people like to make it really simple. Like there's one spectrum between freedom and totalitarianism. There are all kinds of different aspects of society that you can control or not control at various levels. And so what China has shown, for instance, is that you can have a thriving, basically capitalist economy at the same time as you retain immense amounts of control over social the news, the, the, the news, social stuff. Uh, you you retain sort of uh, very People centralized control. It's not democracy, you know, but yet you still have this sort of thriving open economic system while other things are still completely locked down. Um, you know, so it, it, there's not a single spectrum. There's all kinds of different variants and different ways. But I think the, the point of what you're saying though, is the the notion was let's throw wide open trade and everything will converge upon the Western ideal. And there will be no conflict beca- between countries because conflict well, would reduce will- the likelihood of war. Because conflict would be so costly that it becomes unimaginable. And I think what we're seeing is that that was wildly optimistic. Yeah. That, I mean, it may was... help. It may help. I, but well, it doesn't. I think, well, let's be clear. It may be wildly optimistic that it wasn't like a perfect solution. I mean, let's be, you know, let's, it's kept a lot. I mean, of, it's made people, lot people had talked for years and years and years that, you know, people had talked for years and years and years. There has never been a case of two countries with a McDonald's going to war. Well, until now. Until then. <laughs> you know, but, you know, so the fact, and I think people also are, you know, we're seeing like a case where a country is clearly going against its pure economic interests. Oh, that's 100%. In, they, they have in, completely, in, you know, in, smashed their economy. Yes. In, in order to go after things that to the people in charge are more important than the economics. And, you know, frankly, I mean, we've seen this before. I mean, look at North Korea, right? (laughs) You know, Um, but I I think this is a bigger example. And then you start to think you can imagine, you know, China could at some point decide, you know, we're done with this. You know, whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's a bigger case than Russia by, by all means. But, you know, the point is that there's a very Western mindset that you're not ever going to go against your own economic self-interest for other reasons, but that's clearly not true over and over and over again. You see cases 
And this is just the latest example, both internationally, but also even just domestically. I mean, people always talk about like, well, why aren't, why are these red states making these decisions? It goes against their own economic self-interest. Well, it's because to a significant portion of the population, there are things that are more important than the economics. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what they've made it clear at this point. Well, that's what it, you know, it's more important to Putin. Um, so I, anyway, but, okay. but I think, listen, but, but let's be clear. I don't think that the fact that that concept was not perfect doesn't mean that it hasn't, um, had a lot of positive effects. Okay. Because I think it did. It's I, just, I mean, it just I, wasn't I think, a, it just wasn't a, per, it just wasn't a perfect solution. Right. And I, I think you can argue that major portions of the world benefited quite a bit economically, uh, that, through that, this. I, I agree. You know, and, and of Agreed. course, nothing, nothing's ever even. There are some places that benefited. There were some places that were hurt. There were some places where, you know, and in many countries, you know, the rich got richer and the poor got poorer, you know, so it's not, it's not an all tides lifts all boats everywhere. Um, so there, there are clearly all kinds of problems, but I think there are arguments that you can make that it was good. But at the same time, I think that what we're seeing does show that it was probably a mistake to put all the eggs in that basket, right? You know, you look at Germany and how dependent they got on Russian natural gas. Um, you look at, you know, even the American tech industry and how deeply dependent they are on China and that there really isn't a lot of alternative. And so then now they're thinking about, well, what kinds of alternatives can we build so we don't have single points of failure? So like, even if, you know, if, 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 if we can't do this in China, well, where can we do it? You know, and, and have sort of, uh, and, and then we talked about, uh, in terms of pandemic, we talked about the whole, like, um, uh, just in time stuff and how that works great as long as things are working smoothly. But if you, something goes wrong, you get a problem that magnifies very quickly. I think there are a lot of potential lessons that can be taken from the last few years and people are going to be disentangling this for years and years. And some people are going to take the wrong lessons from it as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's clearly... You know, I've said before, people are going to be writing PhDs on the pandemic and what worked and what didn't work uh, for the rest of our lives. The same is going to be true of, you know, economic intertangling versus countries going to war and what happened with uh, the West versus Russia. And, you know, should what should we have done NATO expansion? Should we not have? Should we ex have expanded more aggressively? Uh, how should we have handled Yeltsin differently than we did uh, when, you know, right at the end of the Soviet Union, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. People are going to be debating these for the rest of our lives and beyond. Uh, and I've just went on a tangent. So bottom line, Yvonne, yep. it, so it sounds like the economy is in chaos and there are a lot of different ways it could go. And maybe we'll have a, a recession immediately. Maybe we'll have it later. Maybe we won't. A lot's just up in the air and who the hell knows? Let, is, let me, is that let about me, right? Let me, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the a headline from the Washington post that, that said it best markets tank as economy is pulled in many directions, many directions. Yep. Okay, let's take a break. And when we come back, we will do politics for a little while because that's going on too. 
back after this. Do, do, do! This podcast is sponsored by AlexMzilla.com. Alex Mzilla is great. It's on YouTube. And it has lots of fun videos. Alex Mzilla is awesome and great. I love his videos. And they are obviously better than Curmudgeon's Corner. Well, they're funnier. They're more interesting. And frankly, he seems at least a little smarter than either of the hosts of Curmudgeon's Corner. Honestly, it's ridiculous how endlessly talented and phenomenal Alex Emsola is. That's how great his YouTube channel is. A-L-E-X-M-X-E-L-A dot com. Yes. Do, do, do! Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we are back. Uh, so it's time for, for, for politics stuff. 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 So, so who is the psychopath we want to talk about first? Um, <laughs> let, let, let's talk about the McCarthy tapes first. McCarthy? Wait. Uh, no, that's the other oh, yes. guy. Yeah. Oh, McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. I Kevin got the name McCarthy. right. See, you, yeah, you yeah. got me You got me thinking, well, am I mixed up you... with the other McCarthy from the 50s or the ventriloquist well, dummy so too or something? For a second. Yeah. No, we, we talked about Meadows during our, our show, but I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Meadows yeah, McCarthy. too. Meadows. Well, we yeah, but, me- but McCarthy, Me- no, but, but the McCarthy tapes are more interesting. Okay, let's start with that. Yes. So, basically, we've got uh, McCarthy, who's the, the, the minority leader in the House, um, he was the candidate to, if the Republicans, as expected, take over the House in November. Uh, he is a leading candidate for Speaker of the House. Um, part of this whole politics thing is maybe he's not as solid for that as people as people once thought. Um, but anyway, basically, tapes came out and also texts with Meadows. Uh, basically, with him talking to other house leadership in the aftermath of January 6th talking about how he was sick of Donald Trump, how Donald Trump needed to potentially resign and that he was going to go talk to Donald Trump about resigning and asking questions about the 25th amendment and how what Donald Trump had done was inexcusable and all of this kind of stuff. Um, and at, you know, and at first he denied, he said all this stuff and then the tapes came out uh, and the tapes have been dribbling out all week with additional details and additional conversations and blah, blah, blah. Um, but, and, and people were wondering, you know, is this going to destroy his chances of being Speaker of the House? Or is there going to be sort of a Republican civil war over this? Is and, and by the way, this is, from everything we can see, he was actually doing reasonable things at that point. You know, he was... right. Le- you know, like we talked about last week, there are a whole bunch of Republicans that in immediate days right after January 6th were looking like they were going to throw Trump over the edge, but right. it only lasted a few days. Uh, a little bit later, he was down at Mar-a-Lago. He was down at Mar-a-Lago kissing Trump's ring and they made up and everything was good. And, you know, and apparently even now 
you know, Donald Trump hears about these tapes and is asked about it and said, ah, whatever. Right. Essentially. Basically. Yeah. And the whole caucus seems to be for the most part being like, well, yeah, a lot of things were said in the heat of the moment and, but he's made clear where he really is since then. So we're good. (laughs) I mean, it's like, I I don't, (laughs) what I was saying earlier is that this just shows that, uh, nothing matters. Unless Trump makes it matter. I I guess kind of. I mean, I I guess, look, the bottom line. Or does that even matter anymore? I don't know. I don't know that that even matters either because, you know, one of the other bullet points on our list for this politics section is, you know, Trump and the, you know, supporting the crazy guy in Georgia, but Kemp didn't. Yeah, Purdue, but Kemp is still ahead in the polls and doing fine, even though he did not go along with the election was stolen bit. Um, and so I don't know that Trump himself matters either. It's it's more this sort of this whole. It comes down to the only thing that matters to the Republicans is winning and making their base believe that they really are angry and defending sort of the MAGA way, which really is like, hey, we would like, you know, the, you know, old white Christian men to be in charge again, you know, and, and, you know, so it's like whatever it takes to, to get there. And, you know, yeah, this guy went against the way and said Trump was awful. Uh, the same thing with Trump uh, uh, endorsing J.D. Vance in Ohio, who'd said a lot of never Trumper things back a few years ago, but is now completely on board the Trump train. Uh, it, you know, none of that matters. It's just, well, are you going to toe the line now? Are you going to? Uh, are are you going to push the? I don't. I I I want to say push the agenda, but there's no real agenda either, other than this sort of basic nihilistic, you know, we're going to rip everything apart kind of mindset. Yeah, I mean that's just. <laughs> I mean that's the only thing that counts, I guess. So yeah, so so as long as you're ma- as long as you are making the liberals mad, nothing else matters. Right. Okay. So so all right. So so he's not getting. It doesn't seem at this point that any of that has made any difference whatsoever with uh, with his voters. Uh, well, which makes me think as well. You know, we we also have the January sixth committee saying they're finally going to hold actual public hearings. I think they said starting in June uh, they're going to have eight big hearings and blah blah blah, and they promise like things that'll you know will shock everybody still. And people are asking, well, a whole bunch of stuff is leaked. Is it going to be like the Mueller report where it ends up just saying everything we already know? And they're like, no, no, no. Well, they're they're saying, no, no, there's, you're going to hear all kinds of stuff. It's going to be whatever. And I, I'm, I'm like, yeah, of course it's going to be like that. Like we, you know, we are hearing lots and lots of additional details about stuff. We are hearing about specific people who are involved in specific ways but fundamentally, the outline of this whole thing was known January 6th. Um, and we're just fleshing out those details. And 
nobody's going to change their mind. Let me like, ask you a question. What do you think what do you think re- regarding uh, changing your mind and all of this information coming out? So I heard that uh, uh, the McCarthy stuff had come out uh you know through the New York Times because of this guy that was making a book, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and I, I and I'm like there was a lot of people that were outraged at the fact that they had held it for the book. Yeah, they held it for the book instead of reporting it when they first found out. When they first found out, which we don't even know when that was, but Yeah, we don't. My right, but my but my 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 question to you is does it even matter when this was released? I mean, why are, I, why are people getting I mean, it's not I I think it does matter to some degree. Like the more comes out at once, the bigger impact of the event. I think what we found out through the whole Russia investigation is that the fact that it dribbled out over the course of two plus years really diminished the impact. Like if all of that stuff had come out at once, like nobody knew anything. And then all of a sudden he drops the report. The shock of it would have been so much more than how it actually played out. So I I think it does matter to some degree. Um, But at the same time, I feel like, you know, we're in a world now where, you know, you put out the exact details of this and show beyond a shadow of a doubt that a certain group of Republicans, including the president, including certain members of leadership in the, uh, I shouldn't say leadership, including the president, certain people in Congress, certain other people, beyond a shadow of the doubt, absolutely were knowingly trying to subvert the election and get Donald Trump to stay in office, even though he didn't win. And they knew it. And if you prove that with no doubt, there is a significant chunk of the population that would say, yeah, and that's what they should have done. But that's what, but, but that's what they've said for a whole year. I mean, we've known this. Yeah. It's, I mean, all of this and like the tapes and whatever is just, what I feel is it's an additional detail over a story, something that we knew. Because like you, like you and I, like you just mentioned, in the days after that happened, we had heard a whole bunch of these people say a whole bunch of things like sounded like they were going to, uh, you know, throw Trump under bus and then they all turned around. Right. And, and, and now did we have that recording? No, but we heard them say it. Okay. Because right. so, some of them said it in public. It's because some of them did say it in public. And so that's why I'm like, you know, I I, I fail to see. It's not like, um, I, I don't see what the timing right now at this moment, whether it was released a month ago, two months ago, three months ago, four or five months ago, made any difference in the reporting whatsoever. Um, yeah. There are stories that I do believe that that uh, that timing does make a difference. In this case, I was just I, I'm like I don't. Well, and, and let, let's try to take the, the maximal case. Let let's say, you know, yeah, the highest, the, the closest people to Trump that have cooperated with January sixth so far are Jared and Ivanka. Okay, uh-huh. let's say they testify publicly during the things in June. And say flat out, yes, my and uh, Ivanka says flat out, yes, 
my dad absolutely knew he lost. And yes, he wanted them to violently take over the capital. He wanted them to like hang Mike Prince. He wanted them to 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 prevent Biden certification and throw it to the House of Representatives so he could stay president. And that was the scheme all along. And he was supporting it. And yes, it was a coup. Um, let's say I'm Ivanka. Gonna, let's say uh, she I, says I, that I, flat I, out. I'm gonna say, unfortunately, that uh, at this point, uh, it, 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 it <laughs> I, I, I am like right now at the at the level that I don't think that any of this matters to. It, it goes back to what you said my, before. My, my point on this is, if Ivanka said that, all of Donald Trump's diehard supporters would say, "Well, good, right." Yeah, basically. Well, you know, and, and are there some small number of people who've been sticking with him so far that would turn around at that point? Maybe some small number, but I don't think it's significant. It does, I think Right, it doesn't it's a doesn't matter. Yeah. I I mean <sighs> I mean, nothing. I mean, this guy just the went people. And, and, the people look, who like him like him because of this. I mean, he, not in he, spite he of it, because and, of and, it. And he incited his followers to go and commit a violent attack on the Capitol, and they're like, "Good, yeah." So I you're like, that, "Okay." I, I think that's, that's really the bottom line. I mean, are yeah. there some people who? there there is this group of republicans who would rather not have that but are willing to accept it in order to retain power and that's the rest of them you know i mean so maybe the percentage that's like good absolutely that's awesome that's how it should have gone down maybe that's only 30 percent overall of you know but the rest of the republican party seems to be i mean everybody who really really objected to this left already correct Yes. You know, the, the rest of them have made the deal that yep. says in order to get the rest of our agenda, in order to continue getting tax cuts, in order to continue get the judges to, get to attack judges, abortion, in, in order to get that, we don't care what he does. Right. We don't and care that, what he does. That is up to and including getting rid of democracy in the United States. Yep. Yep. You know, yep. As yep. long as we get these key items that we care about, we don't care. They don't care. Um. Yeah. 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 I, I and, think your phone and, is saying it's time to go to sleep. That that is what it said. Um. And <laughs> so. Uh. Yeah. Okay. So uh, other politics stuff, like maybe one or one or two other. Well, we had the 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 Hawthorne thing. We got two things. We had Hawthorne or Marjorie Taylor, whatever her just stupid uh, uh, MTG, MTG asshole bitch. Jesus, whatever. (laughs) Well, I I guess let's do MTG first because it's directly related to the January sixth stuff. Yes, Uh, she she is a uh, a member of the House from Georgia. Uh, She is running for re-election, as they all are, Um, and. But there is a group that has gone to court to say she should not be under on the ballot under the, I guess, was it the 14th Amendment that says that, uh, you know, people who have been involved in insurrection against the United States are not eligible to hold office uh, unless there's been a specific exemption by Congress or something. I forget the details and I don't want to look it up right now. But mm-hmm. it's it's one of the post-Civil War amendments that basically says, 
you know, hey, if you were one of the rebels in the Civil War, uh, then you shouldn't be back in Congress or whatever. Okay. Um, and they're, they're basically making the argument that she was a part of an insurrection against the United States. Therefore, she's not eligible to be in Congress. Right. And that's going through court right now. Um, and look, even people who don't like her and think she's awful um, have made some questions about whether or not this is the right way to get her off. Um, you know, ba- basically, like she hasn't actually been you know, convicted of any sort of insurrection activities or anything like that. There, the, the whole question of what was going on in January 6th uh, is still being investigated by the committee in Congress. The Justice Department is still doing stuff. The Justice Department absolutely has gone after hundreds and hundreds of people, but she's not one of them. So would it be right to take it away in this way? And how, you know, what's the right way to invoke that, uh, that choice? And, you know, is it, is it actually taking her off the ballot now, as opposed to Congress using its power to not admit her, even if she was elected, you know, the, there are a whole bunch of things there. And also, by the way, it's too late to actually have her not on the ballot. The ballots have already been printed. They're already out there. Uh, so if, in fact, she lost this thing, the they would have to essentially put a, print an additional note to go along with the ballot saying, you know, she's not actually eligible, so ignore her name on the ballot, you know, kind of thing. So it's, it's really very messy. But I think one of the things is that um, even with that, that all said, She's been doing a really bad job. She was uh, uh, in court. I mean, she was on the stand. She was asked a well, variety of questions. I mean, that, that and, and she's lied outright. Yes. And, and been yes. caught in it. As in, in a couple cases, she's been caught in real time where she's been like, no, I never said that. And then the other guy's like, okay, let's play the tape. <laughs> you know? Or let's show the tweet or, and then, and then she was also involved in some of these tapes that have been released with that book that put her in even worse light. Or I guess it was not the tapes. It was in her case, it was the text messages with, text uh, messages. uh, with, with, uh, Meadows, uh, right. where, where she was texting about the possibility of invoking martial law, except she Ma- couldn't Ma- spell martial, but uh, Marsh, Marshall, Marshall, Mar- Mar- still Marshall, you know, M-I-M-A-R-S-H-A-L. Yeah. I'm- I'll be honest, I would probably spell it wrong too, but you know, whatever. Um, but the, the, the point is, you know, she's repeatedly on the stand been called out and, you know, been I mean, she just lied over and over and over on the stand. I mean, right now at this point, I don't know why, why can't we just throw her in jail for perjury since she's just fucking lied on the stand? Oh, she just misremembered Yvonne. Ah, that's it. Yes. Yeah. There was a lot of, I don't remember as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't recall. I mean, a woman doesn't remember anything. I don't even know how the hell she knows what the hell her job is. Yeah. Okay. And, um, so you wanted to talk about Cawthorn. Hawthorne. No. Cawthorn. Cawthorn? Madison Cawthorn? Wait. It's a C. Oh, it's this asshole. Whatever. <laughs> is, is it? Isn't it? Uh, what? What the hell's his name? Cawthorn, uh, I think. Oh God! Let's let me look it up. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hold on. Uh, uh, yeah, Cawthorn. 
whatever asshole. Anyway, anyway, Fucking the point moron. is, he he is another of this group of you know super mega, super Trumpy. Election has been stolen. Blah blah blah. Uh, you know, she he's at events with MTG all the time, actually, and some of the other crazies. Um, and uh, it, it, but he. He is the only one of all of these people that apparently the main yeah, mainstream that the Republicans as a whole are apparently throwing under the bus. Like, yeah, we, we had that other guy accused of like, yeah, the sex crimes that's still under investigation. Yeah, guess, was, but but he, yes. yeah, but he did a yeah, but he did a cruise accuse the other people of doing. Yeah, they're that's they're, the they're they're fine with Getz. They're fine with MTG. They're fine with right. Donald Trump. They're fine with all of these people. But this guy, he did the thing that is unforgivable. Right, he made an accusation that other Republicans were having were cocaine orgies, cocaine orgies. I mean, that and, was direct quote. Yes. Cocaine orgies. Yes. Uh, he, he says he, he was invited to a cocaine <laughs> orgy. Um, and of course he said no, cause he's all virtuous and stuff like whatever. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, and so the, the other Republicans, you know, have responded to this by calling him out in all kinds of ways The McCarthy was like, I don't trust you anymore and you'll have to earn back my trust and blah, blah, blah. Like gave him a, brought him in and yelled at him about this stuff, said he needed to apologize and, you know, and made him back down his charges. And apparently it's, it's moved to like, he saw some people in a parking garage that he wasn't able to identify that looked like they might've been doing a drug deal and, and the orgies he made up or something. I, I I don't know, but, um, but meanwhile, he got yelled at by McCarthy. Somebody leaked pictures of, uh, him wearing women's underwear at some sort of drunken party. Yep. Someone else leaked a picture of a male staffer grabbing his crotch. <laughs> Someone else leaked information about insider trading that he may have been doing. Oh, great. Uh, someone else. So they're, so they're trying to bury him. Yeah, someone else, I think it was uh, a drunk driving thing or something like that also came out. So like, and these are all leaks coming from other Republicans. And and again, all of these people are absolutely fine with all of these other right. folks going. Yeah, hey, we're all, good with a, we're good with the pedophile, uh, you know, Florida congressman. We're good with the crazy, you know fascist lying, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene. We're or, good with we're good with the guy that helped cover up for sexual abuse in his uh university. We're good with uh we're we're good with money oh, right. laundering. We're good right, with right. uh we're good with taking, you know, a, 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 giving political favors in exchange for cash. We're 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 good with all we're we're good with uh, you know all of the things that yeah, the first thing Donald Trump was in, uh, impeached for for Ukraine. We're right. we're None of this stuff bothers us at all. Right. But, but this guy comes and makes an accusation about us. We're going to burn him down. Right. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, uh, I was reading about, you know, so how did Madison Cawthorn wind up in a, in a wheelchair? And I, I, I will, I, I will make this as a PSA. Not, not so much. I, I, uh, 
have repeatedly chastised uh, any passenger, but my wife on a couple of occasions doesn't do it frequently for putting her feet up on a dashboard. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. uh, because one of the problems with putting your feet on a dashboard in a modern vehicle is when the airbags go bags, off. Right. Okay. Yeah. Where the fuck, you know, you know, that th- you're going to be in a lot of trouble. So, uh, uh, he was a- riding... airbags, air- airbags save all kinds of lives. If but not, if you, you have your feet on top of them. Yes. You, you, there are all kinds of ways you can interfere with the airbags in ways that will cause them to be harmful. You, it, but as long as you're sitting in the car, the way you're supposed to be sitting with a seat belt on, with the seat belt on, et cetera, et cetera. Fantastic. They're, they're great. And yeah. like, and, and like some people complain like, oh, the airbags went off and it burnt my face. Okay, fine. <laughs> it, but Good. if you hadn't had the airbag, you'd right. have much bigger problems, you know, or so, you got some scrapes so, or whatever. So in 2014 at age 18, Cawthorn was seriously injured while returning from, surprise, surprise, a spring break trip to Florida. He was riding in a passenger in a BMW X3 SUV near Daytona Beach, Florida, when his friend Bradley Ledford fell asleep at the wheel. The SUV crashed into a concrete barrier while Cawthorn's feet were on the dashboard. And so, you know, apparently mm-hmm. uh, he also, he said that his friend left them to die in a fiery tomb. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, Cawthorn stated that he had no memory from the accident. Um, anyway, b- bottom line is, uh, 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 yeah, it, it, it is that, uh, yeah, he was together with some friends, drunken um uh, spring break trip and you know one of the things that on those long road road trips that always is a problem these guys is you know they're all fucking drunk or whatever one of the assholes will fall asleep at the fucking wheel and unfortunately this will happen i unfortunately i had a friend of mine that um from high school that basically wound up in a wheelchair in similar circumstances he was riding in the back of a of a truck and uh and he wound up in a wheelchair from from that coming back from a trip like this. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 No, but again, PSA, don't put your feet on the dashboard. No, no, no. Every time I see somebody on the turnpike doing that on these long trips to Orlando drives me nuts. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. I, I, I would put three things there. One, what you just said, sit properly. It's important for the safety. The safety is designed around you sitting the way you're supposed to. Like there are all kinds of ways that you can sit both front and back seat that are not safe. Sit the way you're supposed to, damn it. Uh, That's number one. Number two is, of course, no drunk driving. You know, uh, you know. Always a plus. No drunk driving, no driving under the influence of any other substances either. If you are intoxicated in any way, then you should not be the driver. And then number three, if you're sleepy, rotate the drivers or stop for a while. You know, like, and I've been guilty of this too, where I have driven probably past where I should have when I was sleepy. I like to think I've learned and I'm better than when I was younger, but that, but that is extremely dangerous. And so, yeah, if you are tired, pull over, take a nap, do whatever you have to do. Tired driving is even is, is bad or worse than drunken driving. It, it, It is, that is a fact. And so, yeah, 
pull over, stop, take a rest. Or or if you've got multiple drivers, switch out periodically, <laughs> as right. long as yeah. the other driver's not drunk yeah, or under exactly. the influence too, you know? Yeah. Okay, um, I think we should wrap it up. Uh, one thing I realized after we put a, get our whole agenda together, and I don't want to do it now because we've been going long enough, is the whole like Twitter and Elon Musk stuff, you know? Well, we can talk about it for a little bit. I mean, bottom line right now is that they made a deal. I mean, he's made a deal for it. But look, as I have stated repeatedly again and again, there is a lot of doubt about whether Twitter, you know, Elon Musk can actually close this deal. Well, and, and I would put, and, and look, I, you know, I don't want to do a full discussion. I think you're right. There's some doubt on whether or not he can even close it. I also think there's a lot in terms of like, let's assume he does. Is it really going to make a huge difference or not? You've got all kinds of people saying, you know, saying they're going to leave Twitter because of it. You got see other people gloating that Twitter's now going to be so much more supportive of conservatives, et cetera. Let, let me I, tell you something. The yeah. one thing that I saw first and foremost is one of the discussions that he already had was that Norton to be able if he bought it in order to pay for it they would have to lay off a ton of people at twitter and and you know look i just think you know if you look at the specific issues that he's been talking about um the it, it, twitter's trying to do a lot of that stuff anyway there's some changes around the edges a lot of the things that he wants to do like their teams at twitter that have been thinking about the right way to to do it um and have been working really hard. And, and Elon's vision of it is just an oversimplified version of it that does not take into account the, you know, the actual complexity of the problem. Yeah. And well, if let's you be actually clear. look what he stated as a vision makes no sense whatsoever. Okay. We, there are all said... kinds of contradictions in it. And there's, yeah, there's, there's things that like, okay, if you tried to do that, then you'd run into these problems. There's, um, uh, I, I had, uh, right before we started the show, I retweeted an article I saw on TechDirt. Uh, it's it's on techdirt.com. Uh, title is, is Reality Check. Twitter, Twitter. Reality Check. Twitter actually was already doing most of the thing Musk right. claims he wants the company right. to do, but better. It's by Mike Masnick. I'd recommend the article. It goes into, you know, point by point, various things that Musk has said he wants to do and how... A, Twitter's already been working on that and is actually doing it better than most other social media companies. And there's actually a huge amount of complexity, especially with dealing with that problem at scale that makes like the one line summary of let's just do this, you know. Uh, well, just no, let, let's honor the first, the, the first amendment. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, well, you know, but even but that even was the, always one that drives me crazy. Well, even the statement that we will allow exactly what the law allows and no more, no less, uh, <laughs> which, you know, okay, it makes we got, no sense whatsoever. That it's it's a it's a recipe for making an unusable site if you really did that. And well, of but, course, but the, well, and, well, wait, 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 wait. And because which so law much, are you talking about? Well, that's what I was going to say. That, that's what I was going to say too. That also means a very different site in the U.S. versus China versus the U.K. versus wherever else, right? You know, and, and so it it there's all kinds of complexity that's really. Anyway, I recommend that article. And as you said, also, there are all kinds of questions of whether he actually ends up pulling this out in the end. Uh, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But my my fundamental take on it, I guess, is I'm not going to... Let's assume he takes over. 
I'm not going to make any judgments on the site itself and whether I'm leaving or not until I see what actually changes in real life. And does it become, uh, you know, a better place to be or not? I mean, one of the things I, I would say is one advantage that Elon has over the people who've been running Twitter in the past is he appears to actually be a super active user of the service in a way that none of the people in charge now are. So he may prioritize some things that actually matter to users in addition to all of this political nonsense. Uh, but, you know, it's it's a wait and see thing. And frankly, if the site crashes and burns and becomes unusable, oh, well. Oh, well. Right. Go back and you, you do something else. I mean, frankly, Look, you it, know. It, 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 if a lot of employees at Twitter cash out, Okay, because that's one thing that would happen if the deal closes. They all get their all their options, all their stock vests. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, and 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 he 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 wrecks it and makes it non-functional. Well, okay, so I'm sure that another Twitter competitor will sprout. Yeah, well, and and also, like I said, I think the reality is it'll probably change a lot less than anybody's thinking it's going to change because there are actually good reasons for the way they do it, and it and if anything, if it boils down to you know a handful of individual cases that he might have chosen a different way to go, eh, okay, let Donald Trump back on. Oh well, uh, you know. Uh, ban this person, don't ban that person on individual cases. The real thing that matters is not the individual cases. It's what the overall policy is and, and how it's implemented at scale. And right. that's a much more difficult problem. But yeah, it, it, you know, there would be another competitor if Twitter becomes unusable or, you know, hell, go back to actually going to individual websites and enjoying them that way. You know, that, we'd probably all be better off if we spent more time on things that required a longer attention span. I don't know. Anyway, I said we I, I, I was going to point right. out that we hadn't talked about it, but I guess we did the quick summary of that. Yes. Um, so it's the end of the show. It's uh, the end of the show. So it's, it's, a, it's all the usual stuff at the end. You want to say it this time? No. I, no. You, you never no. want to say it. Every I, once I, in a while. I, I have it, said it occasionally, but not today. Anyway. This has been Sam Minter, the idiot. Um, and the podcast is almost over now. Um, you can see me on Twitter at W A L E X M X E L A W. Thank you very much. Okay. AlexAnzula.com. Or I won't subscribe to Dad. Okay. Well, I am subscribed to Dad on YouTube. He's not, strangling. But uh, they're strangling him corner. as we speak. And Dad here. is going to figure out how to join my world and no longer be forbidden from it. And he's going to play with me. And, and I will say also, you can also see Alex's tweets on my own Twitter account because he keeps hijacking it. Okay. Uh, wait, no, no, and, okay. And so let me, let me, let me say the actual stuff in the end so that I can actually no, do something. No, I with said it. the actual. <laughs> anyway, you can find out all the information on how to contact us and everything else at curmudgeons-corner.com. You'll, you'll find our Twitters, our Twitters. Twitters. Uh, anyway. Anyway, you will, in addition to all the ways to contact us, you will also find an archive of all our old shows, uh, ways to subscribe to the show, and a link to our Patreon where you can donate some cash money to us. 
And when you donate, you can get all kinds of stuff from us, us mentioning you on the show, a postcard, a mug, etc. at $2 a month or more. Or if you just ask nicely through any of the other ways of contacting us, we will invite you to our Curmudgeon's Corner Slack, where Yvonne and I and some of our listeners are exchanging links, links, exchanging links and news stories and just talking about what's going on uh, all throughout the week. So, Yvonne, what are two or three things that we have discussed on our Curmudgeon's Corner Slack that we have not talked about here on the show that people have missed this week? Uh, there's an article about car buyers getting screwed by unscrupulous car dealers, nailing them with like awful uh, interest rates and terrible financial terms on loans, even though the people qualified had good credit and qualified for much better stuff. Okay. Like nice. nailing them with like interest rates, you know, double digit interest rates and just, I mean, just, just, just screwing them, even though they should have gotten like really much better, uh, 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 rates. Okay. And so that was an interesting thing that happens. I, you know, I always tell people, you know, you buy a car, you're looking at the terms, you got to look at the documents very carefully. I, I guess a lot of people don't, don't read through it, but you, you have to look at them very carefully and you know, you, you, that won't happen. Um, uh, or, or do like I do a lot of times, which is I go to my credit union and I, I just buy the car, negotiate cash and have them wire money to close the deal. Um, so I know interesting right rates. Um, yeah. And so, uh, 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 an article about apparently a surgery that I didn't real. I, I mean, I saw this in the movie Gattaca. I didn't realize this was real mm. uh, surgery to make people taller. Okay. Uh, you know, this guy that got surgery because he was, he felt that he wasn't dating well enough at five, seven, uh, and he made himself five, 10. Now, how tall are you, Yvonne? I'm five, five. And so, I, I, so are I, you, are you running to get this surgery? No. <laughs> and, and, and I, 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 I was never really intimidated about asking taller women out. No. As a matter okay. of fact, I found it quite cool to actually date a taller woman so anyway I, there were certain does it have to do with like where your eyes naturally fell yeah anyway uh it's also kind of cool for them to have to lean down to kiss you that's actually kind of cool anyway um <laughs> okay uh, whatever yeah that, yeah no that works um um and what else what else another um oh 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 uh, and, and of course, we're not confirmed whether this is true. Apparently, Donald Trump uh, issued one of the, these uh, statements. Um, you know, I, 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 at this point, I haven't seen it reported anywhere else, so I got to feel like that's a fake. Maybe, but we're, we're not sure. We cannot confirm with or confirm or deny this report, but we think I, I think it sounds real. OK, um, knowing him. If the tough and freedom-loving candidates I've endorsed for Congress lose the primaries this summer, I invite all the great MAGA patriots to boycott the midterm elections in November. There's no point in GOP majorities if Mitch McConnell is calling all the shots. Apparently, he's saying my candidates are crazy and unelectable, but he's the biggest rhino in history, so we don't want a Senate full of weak losers like Mike Pence, Mitt Romney, and their menopausal friends who won't say the election was rigged. So if we can't MAGA... Stay home in November, but see, honestly, see here's, here's the thing. I, I saw, it, it, I saw like one or two people retweet this and they were people that I normally associate with being somewhat reliable. Maybe there was, the a, same, was a joke. Maybe, maybe it was a joke. Maybe it was this, but like the thing is, if this was real, 
Yeah. I suspect this would have gotten, you know, hours of discussion on the cable news channels. I don't uh, know. You know I don't, yeah, I mean, lately, our attention span is that of a mosquito. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, I expect I would have seen this in mainstream news outlets if it was true. And I only saw but it. He on has said this kind of people. stuff before. He, he has, which is why it seems plausible. But I think right. if it was real, I would have seen it reported elsewhere. And one of our people on the Slack, Ed, tried to go and verify this by finding out where, you know, Donald Trump's <laughs> press releases usually are. And he, he couldn't find it. So I think this is a fake. I'm sorry. Oh. I, I mean, and I, 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 I helped spread it because it was sounded good and it was funny, I mean, sounds... but I think it was fake. I think it was fake. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So, so damn. Oh, well. Just like it, the Loch Ness monster thing from good. last week. Uh, it, it was, it's not a penis. No, I don't think so. Whale penis. No, no, no whales in Loch Ness, but we went over that last week. Uh, you know, <laughs> but, but, uh, but I did look at the map. It looks like it is connected to the ocean. Uh, it's I, it's 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 a freshwater lake damn it looks like it's connected to the ocean okay whatever no whale no damn anyway they've been looking for big mammals and other animals in loch ness for a hundred years there's nothing freaking there okay go ahead keep finish up uh, uh by the way i did look through all his uh announcements uh, 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 yeah, I don't, it doesn't. Yeah. Fake. Yeah. It's fake. Damn. It's misinformation. And I was bad. I spread misinformation. I spread that thing myself. Uh, I should have checked it. And I'm like, I knew, I knew I, as soon as Ed said that, I was like, damn it. I should have checked it. I know, oh, you know we've all failed at that once, it, especially know, when it's like really juicy. You want to pass it along. It, and, and it looked official. Yeah, of course, it's yep. so easy to do that. Anyway, let's let, move on. Move on. Are we done? <laughs> well, that's it. Already. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Well, so everybody, that's the end of the story. Thank you for joining us as usual. Story? Stay safe. Story? 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 Dory? Finding Dory? Yeah. I've never seen the sequel. I've only seen the original. I don't think I've seen the sequel either. Maybe we should, but not oh right now. Not right now. Yeah. Finding Nemo, finding Dory, whatever, 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 you know. And anyway, we are done here. We are clearly done here. So stay. we did not talk about the pandemic this week, really, other than its economic effects. So everybody still stay safe. Numbers are still down. All good. I mean, not all good. Still, it's spiking in some areas. But anyway, stay safe. Be good. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.